Welcome to the Smarticle Podcast, where we take a good article and make it gooder. We need five seconds of silence, silence so that Brandon can get his Botox. Hold on. Five seconds of silence brought to you by Smarticle. I really enjoyed that five seconds. Truly enjoyed that five seconds, Brandon. I feel like you started, it was a Freudian slip because you said, I think we need five seconds of violence, which uh, sometimes our relationship is a little bit violent, verbally violent, but five seconds of silence is a great thing. That's for sure. I've appreciated it. Okay, good. Did you get your Botox ingested into your eyelids? I didn't. I've never understood Botox. It's poison, I believe. Um, We'll talk about, hey, before we get started, because I, I really... Looking at these, you know, we n- usually do the woke a waga, and a friend's like, "Dude, what does that mean? Are you woke or are you waga?" Oh. A, a couple people have asked me. I'm like, "Really? They can't figure that out." Well, it's it, because of the way I said it fast. Are you woke or are you waga? I'm like, "Look, here's what Larry and I are. We're right down the middle. We try to be as much as possible." So I'm actually changing the name to make it easy on everybody. It's the mocha meter. <laughs> you like mm. that? It's the mocha meter. So if okay. I say somebody's a ten on the mocha meter, it means either they're a ten on the woke. Or 10 on the MAGA. And if you can't figure out if they're woke or MAGA, that's kind of on you. But we're just oh. trying to give perspective on where people lean. So when they write an article and they're like hardcore Donald Trumpers, well, they're going to have a different perspective than they if they yeah. were hardcore, ultra-progressive left. So that's all we're trying to do with it. So from now on, Larry, it is the mocha meter. Yeah, and I'm very proud of that, by the way. I feel like I'm the most independent, you always claim that you are, I'm the most independent, moderate person I know. No, I'd say you are. I would give you that. Because when I go to church, they think I'm Donald Trump. When I go to my in-laws house, they think I'm Ocasio-Cortez. So I always feel like I'm I do not have a home because I'm independent. Yeah, I would I would agree with you on that one. I think you're more I think I probably lean a little bit more conservative than you, oh, but wow. I try to, you know, I try to you know what? I try to take a path down the middle and say what's the thoughtful thing to do? What's the best way to go about this? And sometimes I'm right, sometimes I'm wrong, but that's what I try to do. And the reason that I, I think about it is I don't have an ideology. I feel like I'm trying to learn about what's going on. Mm-hmm. By the way, that means politicians. I don't vote Republican or Democrat. And so when I have these discussions with people, I'm like, but you've always voted R. So how are we move? You're not making a decision. Right. You've really thought this through. I've, I've seen no. these videos on TikTok of these people interviewing Trump supporters, which is lame. They should, they're just picking on them. But people are like, I'm going to vote for him no matter what he does. Well, what if he murdered somebody? Well, I'm going to vote for him anyway. I'm like, well, then, okay, then you're. And there's yeah. no point talking to you because you're never going to change. I mean, anybody that takes that kind of a stand, I'm yeah, only going to have a discussion. For a progressive. I'm only going to, I mean, like, okay. But that's the reason we do the show. Cause that's, what's wrong with the world. You're only, you don't, you have an ideology, not a decision. You've right. already made up your mind right. on everything. So I just wanted to put it, clarify today, oh. mocha meter. We're going to just give it, and you're more than welcome to throw that on there. Larry. What are you thinking? If there are seven or eight, I mean, a, 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 a 10 is like somebody that's like, I'm going to invade the Capitol. Right, I yeah. love Trump so much that I would have his love child, and I'm hey, gonna invade the Capitol. Right, a woke wokester is like, listen, I believe that everyone should be able to uh, do anything they want, including marrying donkeys, right, or whatever. I mean, and smoke weed and do heroin and do whatever they want, and change the names of all wow. schools to names Thanks. that I agree with. So we know what they are. We know what both sides are. Having said all that, Amy Woodayet brings us a startup from CNN. Sharon Osbourne says getting surgery on her face was the worst thing. I ever did. The Mocha Maga meter, please, Brandon. Uh, she's probably about a six on the woke side. Uh, I felt like she's a she's a health reporter. And this article was just so weird. Like, uh, you know, I almost wanted to like have a sit down with Sharon because 
it felt like she was apologizing, but then she wasn't. And so I felt like it was just, I, it was hard to pinpoint where Amy Woodyatt was, but she seemed like this young, legitimate reporter. Sharon Osbourne, the British-born former America's Got Talent judge, who is married to Black Sabbath singer Ozzy Osbourne, has had facelifts, Botox, fillers, lifts to her legs and arms, a tummy tuck following gastric band surgery, breast implants, and a neck lift. Television personality mused in her 2013 autobiography, every time you go under the knife for vanity, you're slicing off yet more of your self-worth. Still, in 2021, she had more surgery on her face, something she now sees as the worst thing that I ever did. I look like a cyclops. So I feel it's really easy to just be like, oh, you crazy rich celebrity lady. Yeah. You vain moron. Right. But if we all had a bunch of money and people looking at us, what decision would we make? Well, full disclosure, I I really like Sharon Osbourne. I liked her when they were on that show. I found her to be the sort of voice of reason. She was, I think she was a talk show house. Why do you like, hold on. Why do you like Sharon Osbourne? I, I just, Find her. I just find her interesting well, and pleasant. Here, 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 I don't know her for she, you know. She's another person that's famous for being famous. She well, didn't do anything. Yeah, but she was on. Okay, that's fair. She didn't do anything. Yeah, I. Well, Larry, she's not a journalist. I, Larry, she's not an athlete. There are people that I like in this world that aren't because of what they do. It's just who they are. I just that's my point. Okay, it's a good point. I just like if I was sitting down and having a cocktail with somebody, I think Sharon Osbourne sounds interesting to me. But I. The reason I bring that up is because I think her issues with all of these surgeries yeah. is related to she's famous for being famous. She doesn't have a passion or thing. She just got famous, and now she's trying to maintain fame. I think there's two different things going on here. I think, uh, number one, it was interesting because you asked me where Amy Woodyatt was on the Mocha meter. She's English, and we've lately been seeing these sort of English view into the American world. This feels very American to me in sense of like, you know, fame, fame for fame's sake. I don't know if that's happening in England, but I thought sure it was interesting it that I'm sure it is, but not to the degree it is here, I guess. Anyway, yeah. there's two main issues in this topic. One is, I think there's actually a psychological condition that happens where people get addicted yeah. to these surgeries. So, so it could be. You're not a doctor, but thank you for that. No, but I've read that people like, there's people, you're like, why would they do that? And then you read about it, it's like, because they become addicted to the actual thing of getting yeah. these surgeries. Because otherwise you'd look at it and go, that's just unhealthy and you look freakish. Yeah. Like it, it's so Meg Ryan, go on. Yes. Yeah, Meg Ryan, a perfect example. Thank you. The other side of this is just what you said about trying to remain young forever. It is really hard to age gracefully, especially for women. Yeah. If you look like, you know, you drive to a you go to a store and you see an old lady pushing a cart, she does not look like she looked when she was 20. But who cares? But that's the way it's supposed to be. Right. You and I agree on this. I mean, we're not separated on this point. But I do think that it is hard for women to be in a society that puts pressure on them different than men. Think about this. We have people in common. We know this. Think about every person that you've known that's got plastic surgery. They are miserable. You know who I'm talking about. They're miserable. They've had plastic surgery. And guess what? I think about it. They were miserable after. You do know who I'm talking about. Oh, oh, I think I do know who you're talking they about. They were miserable before. They were yeah, miserable yeah. after. Mm -hmm. The plastic surgery is not the issue. They think it's going to fix them, and it never does. No, and I, I think there's there's different things. Like, for instance, if, you know, if if a woman gets breast implants, it might be your husband going, hey, honey, you're going to look a lot yes, better or whatever. That and, that, and that might be like, hey, she probably wouldn't have done it. But it's normally not. It's normally not. But I'm saying if that stuff kind of stuff happens where there's pressure from their partner, 
to yeah. to do whatever. I, I I know people that I know guys that have okay. done that for all sure. Right. Let's all right. whatever. No, but your point is like most of the time it's not going to fix whatever the issue is. If you're unhappy nope. with who you are, you know you're better off uh, taking up yoga, running, eating right. I mean, to make yourself as healthy as possible with whatever God's body was given to you. Isn't the whole part of life figuring out who you are and being okay with it? Yeah, I I mean it is for you and me, but I No, but I, it's everybody. Well, I don't know if it is, Larry. That's my point is I don't think everybody Here, falls on. into one category. You talk a lot about your eating habits and yeah. it came from your family and yeah. scarcity of food. Scarcity. Yeah. You've spent your most a lot of your life rectifying the family, the system you grew up and being okay with that's how it was. This yep. is who I am. Yeah. That most people don't do that. Most people are just like, "No, I agree." So, I agree. But they I don't do, know how I, it happened. They're like, well, I don't know why I'm this way. Because they spent no time reflecting on that. All right. So what do you think, what would you say is, if you had to answer that question, Larry, what's the thing you've spent time trying to rectify in your life that you yeah. look at from your childhood that was something you've had to really come to grips with? Uh, you know, well, I, okay. I, I'm just like, I've always said I'm the most normal average person you will ever meet. Parents were married, grew up in a suburb, perfect, nice. Everything's been yeah. great. Everything's been great in my life. Yeah. And I often am like, because my life's been so great, I got to try to make the world a better place. And I try to do the grand thing or the big thing, or mm -hmm. I'm often like, I wasn't good enough today. I've been given so much. I'm not giving enough of myself. And yeah. I have to rectify that I am where I am and just helping small things. The person, the old lady across the street. And I think that you, you get frustrated when things don't work that way. And I, yes, absolutely. I get it. And, and your frustration kind of pours out. Yes. And, so, I mean, maybe that's the thing. I mean, but but you're not unaware of it. Look, I do believe that we all have these blind spots that we think we we get. It. I've been noticing more and more, uh, thanks to you and thanks oh. to my wife, thanks to others. Okay, mostly where, me. Where though. I will, no, no mostly, mostly me. Not but go you. on. But um, you know, I I think I do a lot of what about burgers? Well, you do this, or what about yeah. you? And yeah. what about this? And I'm like, that's not healthy either. You need to take in if somebody's bringing something to you. You need to honor what they're saying in order to say, yeah, okay, I hear. And and you might in your head say, well, they're batshit crazy and I don't know what they're talking about. But it doesn't honor the fact that they took the time and energy and inclination to speak to you. So that's something that, that it's just something that it's, I mean, here I am, 50-year-old man trying to like figure out who I am. Yeah. And I think that, that goes back to this thing. I'm like, I wonder if you sat down with Sharon Osbourne, you know, over a cup of tea or coffee and said, Sharon, well, why do you, why do you think you need to do this? Like, what do you think she would say? Or would she say anything? I don't think she has an, she doesn't have an answer because she continues to do it. My point is when you get to the point where you're like, you're okay with yourself. And I disagree. This article she said about Olympic, Olympic, she started taking Olympic and she's lost like 45 pounds. And she's like, now I can't get it back on. And she's like, but I don't want kids to do it. It seems really terrible. I'm like, wait, you're talking out of both sides of your mouth, lady. I mean, yeah. like. Yeah, on one hand, you're you're saying it's bad. On the other hand, you're saying you're going to do it anyway. That's my point. Well, right, but you can't be a a, a a voice for reason and then do something that's completely unreasonable. I just to defend her, Sharon, for just a second. Mm -hmm. You have your issues, I have mine, but we're not doing it in front of the world to see. We're working right. out our well, stuff. In sort our... of. We are on this very uh, popular podcast. But my point is, she's doing it in front of television for thirty years. Yeah. So right. there's a little bit of like, hey, let's give her a little bit of grace. But she is famous for being famous. The last point I would like to make, and I feel like it it really ties into our world today, 
if you put something out on social media, youngsters, it's there forever. If you do something to your body and your face, it's there forever. Yeah, and I feel like, like a tattoo. Like I sometimes we just don't we can't understand the ramifications of these decisions. So I think not about Sharon, but I think about my daughter. How can I convey to her if you make one of these big decisions on the internet or to your face, it's gonna be there forever. You're gonna have to right. live with that. Well, it's hard when you're younger. I mean, I yeah. always say to people, like, I don't know too many old people, older people, you know, 50s, 60s that have tattoos they got when they're in their twenties. They're like, yeah, I'm so proud of this dolphin <laughs> tattoo I got on my on my tram stamp. Uh, oh butt. yeah, Brand yeah tram stamp. Yours like, is held I, up, I don't know a single person that's <laughs> excited about whatever tattoo they got when they were 20. I know there are plenty of people that get them when they're later in life because they really thought about it. And I'm kind of like, that's what I'm hoping for my daughters. I just don't make any permanent decisions. Get a weird haircut, get a piercing, do whatever. But you don't need to do anything that's going to affect the rest of your yeah. life. I love. I mean, good dad over here. Get a piercing, honey. Well, I mean, you're you're your nose pier- you're you get dad. your nose pierced, it's not the end of the world. Who cares? You're a good dad. I feel oh, like we will wrap okay. this up the same way in saying both of us probably, we feel pretty bad for Sharon Osborne. We're not like, yes. we just feel like, oh my God, you have everything in life and we just feel pretty bad. But she you. has nothing in life, obviously. Yeah. yeah. It, here, here you are, you have everything and you have nothing and it's sad. Brandon, I'd like to thank you for encouraging us to have our daughters get piercings. That's great to know. <laughs> and sharing your issues with us today. Thank you, Brent.